I'm Ryan. Welcome to Bible on the Beach. We just got done surfing lowers with uh, Nico and my friend uh, Chad Deadman. We had a really fun session. Um, so thanks for joining us today. My focus is always uh, disciples making disciples and churches planting churches so that as many people as possible can be in God's family in every space and in every place um, that we find ourselves in the world. So we've been going through the book of Acts. Today we're going to be in Acts chapter 20, verses 13 through 38. And today I'd like to pick it up in verse 18. Paul says, when they arrived, he said to them, All of you know how I've lived and conducted myself while I was with you. So every time I teach the Bible, I always say, Okay, God, give me the eyes to see what you want me to see. Give me the ears to hear what you want me to hear. Give me the heart to feel what you want me to feel today. So in that spirit, let's accept what God wants to talk to us about today. Now, Paul says, you know how I've conducted myself. He says, from the first day I set foot in Western Turkey, I've operated in God's miracle power and with great humility and served you with tears. So what you're going to find here is a theme for the people that God uses in a powerful way. You'll find a lot of humility you'll find a lot of suffering, and you'll find a lot of miracles. Now, what we like is we like the miracles, but we don't like the humility and the suffering. God goes, no, no, no. First, I give you humility, and then you're going to suffer, and then out of that, miracles will happen, just like it did with the life of Jesus. It's no different than the life of Paul. He says, I've endured numerous ordeals because of the plot of the Jews. So Paul was plotted against. Did you know that you get plotted against? Did you know that not everybody likes you? Not everybody's your best friend. Not everybody's going to root for you the way that you want them to root for you in your life. It's, it's part of our journey. You have to learn to accept opposition. It's part of the price of following God's call in your life. You'll have opposition. Paul had it. We will have it. You will have it. <clears throat> he says, you know how I taught you in public meetings and in your homes? and have not held anything back from you to help you grow. So part of growing is resistance. Now resistance comes from um, external forces. They all, resistance also comes when our mind is being transformed by God, when God is helping us to think differently than we've ever thought before. So resistance helps us grow. Paul corrected people. He told them, hey, don't, don't do this, do that because he wanted them to grow. I want you to grow, that's why I'm committed to teaching the whole Bible. If you're gonna help people grow, you have to teach uh, the entire Bible. He says, I urge you both Jews and non-Jews to turn from sin to God and to have faith in our Lord Jesus. So that's how you begin to follow God in your life. You turn away from your sinful habits, you turn away from your destructive habits, you turn away from the things that are hurtful to you and you turn towards the things that are helpful in you and your relationship with God. He says, now I'm captive to the Holy Spirit to go to Jerusalem without really knowing what will happen to me there. Now, this is funny because my friend Chad and I were just talking about how sometimes God will guide you to go somewhere, but you don't know how it's gonna turn out. There isn't a predetermined outcome. You know, we love algorithms that lead to certainty. We love to punch in numbers and get this product. You're punching numbers and get this result. It's not like that when you serve God. Sometimes God will have you go do things and you don't understand the reason.
reason why he's asking you to do it. This is how Paul's feeling. He's like, look, I don't know why I'm supposed to go up to Jerusalem, but God's put it on my heart and I'm gonna go there. Let me ask you a question. Are you going to the places and spaces where God wants you to go? You know, we don't always uh, understand ahead of time what we're getting into, but we have to follow God anyways. That's what he did. That's what Paul did. And he says, I know the Holy Spirit warns me in town after town, saying chains and afflictions are prepared for you. So Paul had an idea of the trouble that he was going to get in, but he went and he did it anyways. That's a real follower of Jesus. A real follower of Jesus accepts the successes and the sufferings. That's what it means to really follow God in our life. That's what Paul did. That's what Jesus did. That's what we're supposed to do. Accept the success and accept the sufferings. That's called being a balanced believer. You get both in life. It's called being mature. It's called dealing with reality in our life. He says, but whether I live and die is not important, for I don't esteem my life as indispensable. It's more important for me to fulfill my destiny and to finish the ministry my Lord Jesus has assigned to me. This is what we're supposed to do in our life. Did you know that God has a destiny for you, that God has a ministry for you, that you're supposed to do a plan for you, a purpose for you, something that you're supposed to do in this world for Him. That's what life is all about. He says <clears throat> that it's His destiny to finish the ministry that Jesus has assigned to Him, which is to faithfully preach the wonderful news of God's grace. So God has a ministry that he has assigned to you. Are you accepting that ministry? Are you doing that ministry? That's part of God's plan for your life. He says, I've been a part of your lives and shared with you many times the message of God's kingdom realm. Paul shared his life. God, God had called Paul to go make disciples, go plant churches. That was, the, the, that was Paul's call, the call of Paul. And he stuck to it. Did he get opposition? Yes. Did he get cursed? Yes. Did he have sufferings? Yes. But he stuck with what God wanted him to do. He says, But now I leave you, and you'll not see my face again. If, if any of you should be lost, I will not be blamed, for my conscience is clean, because I've taught you everything I could about God's eternal plan, and I've held nothing back. That's why I teach Bible on the beach. I want to be faithful to explain God's word to the best of my ability to the people who are supposed to learn about God through my life. So I'm faithful. That's why I teach. He says, I didn't hold anything back. Then he says in verse 28, guard your hearts, be true shepherds over the flock and feed them. Remember, it was the Holy Spirit who appointed you to guard and oversee the churches that belong to Jesus. You know, God puts overseers of the churches. You take responsibility for the disciples he's given you. You take responsibility for the churches that he's put under your care. Again, that's another reason why I do this, because I want to model and show how important it is to follow God every day and be in his word and to do what he says. And he says, uh, the anointed one which he purchased and established by his own blood. You know, the churches... They are for Jesus and, <coughs> excuse me, and they belong to Jesus. 
no different for Paul, it's no different for us. He says, I know that after I leave, imposters who have no loyalty to the flock will come among you like savage wolves. Did you know that there are people that try to come in and ruin the work of God? Not everybody who says they follow God actually follows God. So you have to see if what they're teaching you lines up with the word. He says, even some from among your very own ranks will rise up, twisting the truth, seducing people into following them instead of Jesus. Look, we don't follow people. We follow the Lord. We follow Jesus. We follow his word. He says, so be alert and discerning. God will show you ahead of time if you're getting into trouble. God will give you discernment, the ability to distinguish what's false and what's right. God will show you. He says, remember that for three years, day and night, I've never stopped warning each of you, pouring out my heart to you with tears. So Paul pled with them, follow the word, follow the Holy Spirit, follow the Lord. God will bless you. He says, and so now entrust you into God's hands the message of his grace, which is all you need to become strong. This is what you need to become strong. God's word, this is what you need to become strong every day in your life. It's true for Jesus. He said, man doesn't live on bread alone, but in every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It was true for Paul. It's true for us. This is what we need. We need God's word in our life every day. He says, all of God's blessings will be imparted <clears throat> through this message, which he provides as the spiritual inheritance given to all of his holy ones so this is how you get strong this is how you get successful spiritually he says i haven't been after your money or any of your possessions i don't model my ministry this way i do ministry for free god provides me all my needs and that's one of the reasons why we're seeing so many disciples and churches be risen up because the less it has to do with money the more the kingdom of god can rapidly multiply think you need money to multiply you don't you just need radical faith he says you know that i've worked with my hands met my own needs and the needs of those who serve me i've left you an example of how you should serve and take care of those who were weak for we need we must always cherish the words of the lord who taught giving brings a far greater blessing than receiving and paul finished speaking he knelt down and prayed with them they all cried with great weeping as one another hugged Paul and kissed him, what broke their hearts the most were his words, you'll never see my face again. And they tearfully accompanied Paul back to the ship. You know, God has a mission and a purpose you're supposed to be on. You'll make intense connections along the way. But there's also a lesson in there. Enjoy people while you have them. Appreciate people while they're around. Because the reality is, most people aren't with you for a lifetime. They're with you for a season. So enjoy your life today. Enjoy the people that are in it. God is with you. I hope you've been blessed today. I always want to pray a blessing on you for taking the time to listen to Bible on the Beach. If it's helping you grow, text or tell someone else so they can join along and get blessed every day from Bible on the Beach. Until next time, have a beautiful day.